0: You're listening to KUCI eighty-eight point nine FM in Irvine, and my name is Jericho, and I'm here with Rory Rodriguez of Day Seeker. Uh, dude. Yeah, thanks for <laughs> uh, thanks for coming out. So mm-hmm. he just finished up an awesome acoustic set, and now he's gonna hang out and talk for a few minutes. So, uh, I'd like to start off, sorry, I've got my notes over here. Oh, you're I'm, good. A, Don't worry I'm not a very man. seasoned interviewer, so, <laughs> so I've got no, it over here. Um, it's all good, man. Okay, so, you actually mentioned this to me earlier, um, before, before you went on, when you first got here, mm-hmm. that you started with acoustic stuff and, um, did, all yeah. that. I'm curious how you went from being acoustic to going into a hardcore type band like Dayseeker.
1: Yeah, um, well. I liked really sappy stuff when I was younger, like Yellow Card or mm-hmm. Dashboard Confessional or yeah. all that stuff. Um, and then I think my older sister, like, showed me an Under Oath CD, and I would listen to the use. And I remember Screaming was really, like, distasteful to me at first. Mm-hmm. And then um, the more I listened to it and I got into, like, my my teen angst, <laughs> like, <laughs> I got... Uh, I guess I got more comfortable with it. And then, um, yeah, I never actually, like... I was okay with being in a band like Under Oath or like any you know, like any of those screaming bands. I actually never really wanted to scream, but I was eighteen out of high school. I had just been playing like like this, like acoustic shows and then yeah. uh I got my buddy um Wesley, he knew of a bunch of guys in La Habra that had a band and they had everybody in it but a vocalist and they were like, You can join but like you have to you have to scream if you're gonna be in the band too. Like we need you to do both. So huh. this is before like two individual vocalists doing one thing was like a big a yeah. big thing at the
0: time so yeah because not a lot of band. i mean there's there's a good amount but um i actually wasn't i was watching like music videos of you guys i wasn't really expecting you to be both the clean i yeah i was i was surprised honestly yeah. um because i don't know you just have like uh, such a such a clean and I don't, I don't know how to explain it but like it doesn't seem like you would be able to make <laughs> <laughs> both noises so easily and you go yeah, in yeah. and out of it throughout the song
1: yeah throughout a lot of your songs it's, so. yeah it's easier throughout recordings definitely um, but yeah it was a process to learn how to do it live I used to be um, not not that I'm I don't think I'm like hot stuff or anything now but mm-hmm. I, I used to be much uh much worse at screaming i i did like these high pitched like emery okay screams when i was 18 <laughs> i was in this terrible band um that i'm not going to say the name of because <laughs> i don't want anybody to look it up uh but no yeah it's no yeah I, i've gotten that comment um a few times from listeners but um it's cool it's easy to write everything kind of lyrically at least just like not having to go back and forth with another guy, like it's
0: Right. Okay. It may because yeah, that mm-hmm. 'cause that's gotta be a hard process writing with two guys. Um Yeah, I can only imagine. Their lyrics have to be, you know, match up and stuff like that. Yeah, for and, sure, yeah. for sure. Um, cool. So uh while we're talking lyrics, good segue, um I know a lot of your songs are <laughs> charged by things in your personal life. The earth will turn, about your mother. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and then cancer uncontained, I believe, is about your father yeah, as well. Mm-hmm. And you have a lot of stuff like that. Is that where you draw most of your influence? Is it from things in your personal life?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It songwriting kind of started off more as like a cathartic experience for me. I I just I would like I'd get dumbed or I I something sad would happen and I'd write it down and I could feel I could feel better or a lot better about a situation in a shorter period of time if I felt like I was. Like translating some type of negative or poisonous energy and making it into um, like a song or, or with a melody or something. So, yeah, it's um, most of it is my personal experiences. There are like a few songs, like the last track on the first album, which is called The Quiet Disconnect. It's about um, just somebody close to you passing away. That's not, I've thankfully been very lucky enough to where I haven't had to deal with somebody really really close to me passing away where where it was devastating mm-hmm. um that was about our drummer uh mike it was his buddy he passed away like really tragically at a young age and mm. we were finishing up writing the album and um i forgot we were having a few drinks and he kind of started opening up to me about it and it seemed it seemed like a really powerful um kind of content to try and tackle and so i basically just picked his brain for a while on the subject and then we tried to write it um as best as or I tried to write as best as I could from his perspective. But yeah. there's there's yeah, I'd say probably like eighty to ninety percent of the content is personal experience, but there are there's a small percentage of the tracks on each album where I've tried to like step into somebody else's shoes and write from their perspective, just so it doesn't get hopefully it doesn't get too monotonous if I'm just writing about myself all the time.
0: Right. But I think it gives you it it kind of gives off a more pure sense, <clears throat> in my opinion, uh your lyrics when they're coming more from you, as opposed to you looking onto a situation and trying to write about it. So, uh, yeah. I think it's very cool. Um, if you don't mind me asking specifics... Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Burning of Bridges, right? That's the name of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious as to what that song <clears throat> is uh, specifically about, and in relation, if that has anything to do with the music video you guys did for that, because uh, watching that music nope. video...
1: <laughs> it, nothing at all? <laughs> no. <Okay>. Uh... <laughs> No, uh, I guess in regards to the music video, that was, uh, (laughs) basically that, that song is a partnering track to, um, the first track on the album called The Nail in Our Coffin. And Mm I, um, that's why there's like the recurring bridges of The Nail in Our Coffin, the burning of bridges, like the same, the same lyrical section is repeated, but it's from different perspectives because basically The Nail in Our Coffin is about, um, Infidelity where you're the one being cheated on and you're really hateful towards this person and then um the burning of bridges is the uh reverse side where it's um it's the person who did cheat and how terrible they feel about themselves and wow. so yeah I had a whole I had a whole idea about like uh, this like slow moving music video where the guy like um gets caught cheating and like just like uh, interesting things and then our <laughs> I don't know. It just it, uh, our our manager at the time, and um, it's a really cool music video company to work with. But they uh, they just had this idea. Mad Max was like really popular at the time. Yeah, yeah like, that's not got Yeah, they're like they're like no, but it's gonna be like this hot model chasing this guy <laughs> in the desert, and I was like, that doesn't have I was like that has nothing to do with the content. <laughs> but they were like, no, 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 it'll be cool. Just trust us. And I think it came out cool. But I yeah. there is a, there is a piece of me that wishes um, like artistically we we would have stuck with um a vision that was like much closer to what the song actually portrays yeah. but yeah no no real connection <laughs> with the video or the okay. content unfortunately yeah. But,
0: yeah you guys do a uh, a pretty good amount of music videos for each album they they have a few you have some for your um, <coughs> for some of the reimagined songs that you guys did yeah do you have a big say in in like the directing or the uh the writing the the imagining it or is it a lot of working with other companies and kind of you know less of your saying it
1: um you mean like the music videos yeah themselves? the music videos yeah yeah <laughs> um no um, most of the people we worked with we've worked with have been uh, really cool about it um like uh Johnny, Johnny Ramos he works for dream films la he's done our past he did our past Adele cover mm-hmm. and he was really cool to work with he's just a really young talented guy he actually we just did another video with him. Last week for our, we're putting out another like cover song in a like probably a week or two here, yeah. like really soon. Yeah, it's um it's actually a, it's a Thrice song off their newest album called okay. Hurricane. Um, just to spread the word for awesome. Has that been announced? Yet? No, it hasn't. No. <laughs> well, here it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, first time. Um, yeah, but it's um no everybody's been really cool to work with. Um, and we we've worked with quite a few people. Um, Spencer Baldwin with Baldwin Media has done. Um a few of our videos he does a great job. I think he did like our first video ever actually. Um, and a ton of people but no, everybody we work at, work with so far has been really really cool and really open to our ideas. The the burning of bridges video was more of a it was a budgeting issue, which is oh, why okay. we had to go with the Mad Max theme. But otherwise it's it's been a good experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, where was that filmed? The uh... <laughs> oh god, it was um looked like the middle of nowhere. I think it was Barstow or Bakersfield. Okay. We you the meeting point was at a gas station in the middle of nowhere and then you had to drive 20 minutes um just off into the desert yeah. over the these bumpy like roads your car should not be going on yeah, looked, and then terrible you eventually got there yeah yeah it was oh man we were all wearing black and it was like yeah. I, I think it was uh i think it was like 95 or 100 degrees out that yeah. was that was definitely one of the more uh grueling videos we yeah, shot it seemed ever like it. yeah <laughs> pretty pretty rough awesome <laughs> yeah all right um so it's been a little <coughs> over
0: a year now since you released origin um and at the time like i've said i've uh, watched a few interviews with you guys mm-hmm. and um you had said that you as far as a sophomore effort goes you were pretty proud of it um you're being humble i'm not gonna make you sound <laughs> like <laughs> a like you you think like you are great but okay never mind <laughs> anyways uh, <laughs> um, thanks. but basically after having a year looking at this, how do you feel the album was received by people and how do you think having looking back retrospectively as a sophomore album, what do you think about it?
1: Um I'm I'm still really proud of it. Um there's I feel like there's always things when you're a musician where you you might listen to it and then like it, maybe even just a couple months after it comes out, you're like, wow, I should have like we should have done this differently or we should have added this or taken this away or um, so it's always interesting to look back uh, in retrospect, but, um, I, I'm really proud of the album. There were a few, there's always a few kinks and it was, it was a weird concept too. When, uh, our first album came out, we didn't really have anything to live up to. So it was just for the most part, just really positive feedback. And then I, I guess I, I didn't take into account how different it would be, um, when you're putting out a second album and you have a first album to compare and now you're going to have some people who just. They're just going to love your earlier stuff over your most re- even if I believe that the more recent stuff is just like far better in all aspects, but you're always going to have those people who like your music who just think that the first thing you put out is just the best thing you're ever going to put out yeah. um so that was that was a little interesting and then there were, um i didn't really uh I didn't curse I think on the first record and i I, I curse in a few songs on the new one and it's funny how many people were. I can maybe I can understand maybe people who are like, "Oh, I don't I don't like swearing in songs." But it's funny that it's there were like a few people who just seemed like genuinely upset that like we dropped an F-bomb like in a song or something. And it's really it seemed really silly to me um cuz I think there's a strong message and there's a lot of emotional content um lying underneath the song, and it seems silly that like you say one word throughout the whole song and then it just ruins it for somebody. Like the yeah. entire song is just out the window. Um I mean, that's a that's a very small percentage of people though like for the most part it's been received um really well especially the ones about my parents that's been like i feel like on tour i I get to i get to meet and talk to a lot of people who all because i'll usually say a little something about like the one being about my mom and her drug addiction or my dad and his battle with cancer and i feel like i'll always get at least a couple people every night who come up and say like i have a parent dealing with a drug addiction or i had a an older parental figure who dealt with cancer and the song like really hit home for me and so it's um it's cool and i think that's like a bigger a bigger thing too is like uh i love playing music but it's um i don't know if if we write a song and it's able to like help anybody in any way that's that's like it it makes it a lot more worth it I'm, i'm i'm just i'm glad like we we try and have some like integrity to the lyrics like it's not just shots in the dark and nonsense going on right yeah
0: Mm -hmm. and that's great that it hits home with a lot of people since it's you know written more (laughs) not necessarily for yourself but from your own experiences it's good that other people can like relate to it and stuff so
1: yeah yeah that's been kind of the whole like i said i think not in a selfish sense it was just more for me um to get over my my own personal issues and then it 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 kind of evolved into this thing where it's it's cool if it if it helps anybody else. I'm uh, I'm really grateful for that. We all we all are, and it's been it's been one of the cooler parts of touring is just meeting people who um, appreciate and, and love the music that uh, you play with your friends. So mm-hmm. it's been great, man.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, I got a few more questions real quick. You're listening to KUCI eighty eight point nine FM in Irvine. Again, here with Rory Rodriguez of Dayseeker. Uh, you guys are going on tour pretty soon, is that right? Uh, this yeah. mm-hmm. when does that start? Um,
1: it is uh, August thirty first. Our first date is uh-huh. in uh, San Diego. There's a couple of California shows, and then it just stretches out into um, mainly like West Coast and Central America. But, yeah, it's yeah. Um, it's an In Vogue Records tour, so it's yeah, it's strictly just like bands on the In Vogue label, right, which should be
0: pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You got Hotel Books is on that, right? Right, and mm-hmm. those guys are awesome. I play them on my show a lot um and convictions is that the other band? Yeah, convictions.
1: Okay. They're uh they're a newer signing, but they're great. Yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's I'm really excited for that tour. Yeah. It should be a good time.
0: So, it's uh <laughs> it's an in vogue tour. How is does being with the record label um cuz I don't know how much how much time did you guys spend? I know this is way back before mm-hmm. you got signed. <clears throat> did you spend a lot of time as a band being unsigned, kind of struggling through? So I know it's still a struggle now, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah did you spend a lot of
1: time off the label as a band before you got signed um not a ton of time we had like five songs recorded and mm-hmm. our, our manager knew uh nick Moore, who owns Invogue records and he just happened to send him our first five tracks i feel like we were maybe a band for like at least like an announced band maybe like a year okay. or so roughly yeah, yeah we did like the whole independent thing for a while but um it just seemed it seemed best to kind of make our home right with that label for a bit um but yeah, it's we we were on our own for a bit, and we were all in different bands, like in the scene growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, this just seemed to be like the first one that kind of, I guess, stuck with a lot of people, and se- it has been the most successful of any project we've done so far. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. And do you find it being uh, being with Invoke something like this, where you get a tour, uh, which is obviously very heavily uh, set up by the the record label, or at mm-hmm. least influenced by does that help out a lot having the record label to to help you guys out with stuff like that
1: it does it definitely i just think the common misconception is that when you sign a contract um it's just like you're gonna get catapulted into like not like fame but just like at least like popularity in in the music scene or the scene we play in which is just um because like all the people ask all the time like what's it like being an invo and they're like bands who are trying to get on invoke and it's like um, it's cool. I, I really uh I really only have good things to say about them, but it's it's also still um it's still a hustle and it, it's definitely still the band's responsibility to to make sure it's like their priority to make like your band like um I mean we all have jobs when we're home, but mm-hmm. it has to be like your your top priority and you have to be trying to stay relevant and pushing out content and I just so I think it is nice having invoke, but it is still it is still um a very big responsibility on our end to make sure yeah. that we are we're doing what we can to push our band because a label can only do so much with a a music group. Right. Mm. And is it difficult
0: making <coughs> the band the priority when you guys all have different jobs or from different areas?
1: It um yeah, it can be. Um it's it's mainly it's mainly touring um and just finding half of the band have jobs that are very cool about them leaving anytime they want to. Um my job is sometimes okay with it and sometimes not. So there've been times where I've had to I've had to leave jobs and then find new ones after a tour cuz they were not okay with me leaving for a bit and especially on tour um we might we don't really make any money when we tour. It's it's very it's very minimal, you know. Um so that's the thing too is touring for a month and then you come home and your bills are the same but you haven't made any income. So <laughs> it can be it can be a struggle, but everybody's everybody in the band is is just like really good people and we all we all just like really love playing and everybody's kind of we definitely make sacrifices to try and and make this work for as long as we can so so it's it's been it's been good so far yeah but awesome. it can be a struggle sometimes yeah definitely
0: mm-hmm. uh so while we're talking about touring i just have a few kind of lightning type questions about touring yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. what has become your favorite song to play while on tour
1: um. Hmm. I like the Earth will turn um, a lot, actually, which is funny because I remember the first few times we jammed it, we were like really close to to deciding it probably wasn't going to be a good live song to play. Mm. Um, I mean I don't know. It's it's one of those, and there are songs like that. I, like we like I love songs off of both the records, and we would try and play them live, and it just didn't like it'd be played fine. It's just the crowd reaction wasn't as hyped or energetic or. Uh, you can just tell that maybe the band likes the song a lot more than your your listener does um that one's been really fun i think also um just the whole vibe of it and it's a lot of fun parts and it's fun to move around again i think the content specifically is cool because i always i always tend to meet like at least a few people every night who have something to say about the because i feel like everybody's dealing with somebody who might have a, a drug addiction issue and then uh the burning of bridges is actually a lot of fun to play too, just like energy wise, and it's yeah. it's uh, I don't know, it's a good it's a good one uh, that's like kind of crowd friendly for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Awesome.
0: All right, uh, what is your <clears throat>
1: favorite city or venue to play in? Oh man, um, <clears throat> there is Houston is really good to us for some reason. We've had some great shows there. Um, I love chain reaction. It gets kind of a bum rep sometimes, but I um i don't know it's it's also because that was like the that was like the first show i went to and i was like 15 it was like Mm -hmm. some local band showcase i was probably one of like 15 people there but um i don't know and it i just i had a lot of hometown shows there i really like chain i just i think i just have a soft spot for it but i've also had a lot of great shows there but that's a lot of fun to play um london was a lot of fun to play too just like again just like really surprising when you play out of the country and anybody has like any idea who you are it's really yeah. it's really interesting um, I guess maybe Chain I'd probably say chain's one of my favorite places to play but there are there are some some great cities and great venues just yeah. all across the US and
0: you're hitting Chain Reaction on this next tour right?
1: we are yeah which is great we haven't we haven't played Chain in, in quite a while so it'll be it'll be good to be kind of like in our that's kind of like our hometown venue sort of yeah. so it'll be fun man yeah
0: so uh, if you want to check out the band you can catch them at chain reaction i think that's is that at the beginning of your tour or the very end is it it's the
1: uh, i think it's the beginning so okay. i think we play san diego on the 31st of august and then i think we play chain the next day on the first of september so all right so. september 1st chain reaction yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome okay um <coughs> couple more things when yeah.
0: you're on tour do you guys, what is your kind of like, uh, your touring style in terms of, are you kind of bumming it the whole time? Like in a van, do you guys catch hotels, anything like that?
1: Oh, it's, it's scummy. It's just bumming it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's really, um, it's just fun, man. I mean, it definitely, it took a while to get adjusted to it cause you just, you don't, you rarely sleep very comfortably. Um, we don't usually have to get, um, hotels or motels every once in a while we'll get like a like a motel 6 or something yeah. but it's um it's surprising though we can go and do like a month tour and we might only need to buy a a motel like i don't know two or three nights out of the whole run cuz we okay. always if we don't have friends across the country or some fan is really cool and they they open up their homes to us and they let us stay with them but sometimes it's it's not it's not glamorous that's yeah. for sure but it's it's so fun, man. We have a good time. We just we're just idiots, pretty much yeah. the whole time on tour. We're just talking baby voices, and <laughs> we we worry all the time that just a lot of the bands we tour with are just gonna think we're just the dumbest guys on the planet. <laughs> but they, I think they catch our humor after a few days. But but yeah, definitely scumming it. I think that's kind of that's a lot of bands though. It's yeah, it's rare that you'll get like a hotel every night. Unless right. you're a, a big deal or something. Yeah,
0: <laughs> awesome. All right, so after the tour any plans for what day seeker is going to be doing next music wise touring wise anything like that
1: yeah we're we're like knee deep in writing our uh our next record right now so that's been cool um we added we added a new member he, he plays guitar now in the band um but he's he's been great to have his name's sean he's playing a band called at the skylines um a few okay, years ago actually, were- <laughs> i played them last week on, really- my, on my show yeah yeah they um i think they just came back which is cool for them um but no sean's it's been cool to have just like a different like a different mind in the in the process i feel like our newer stuff is like sounding different but it's 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 good it also sounds like it's like progressive like we're not we're not trying to write like um like origin part two or anything it's it's a lot different but it's um it's cool so that's i think that's our biggest priority is just putting out um, our next record just a lot more touring and everything mm. um, but yeah we'll, we'll see what the future holds man yeah.
0: any timeline for that or are you just kind of letting it take <clears throat> it's time and come when it's natural
1: there's a few there's a few things in the works that will determine when that album is gonna come out exactly if I had to I'd probably guess that we're probably gonna go in later this year to record it and hopefully have it out by like spring of 2017 um okay. so probably right around then but like i said there's a few things that we're uh we're working on that could either speed up speed it up or delay it a little bit but hopefully yeah uh, sometime earlier spring of uh, 2017 we'll have another record out all
0: right mm-hmm. and before that though you've got your cover coming out pretty soon or is that gonna we be we do
1: yeah it's yeah it's um the video shot it's all recorded we're just we're waiting just to get our uh just to get the cut back on the video, but um, it'll it'll be out probably within like a week or two weeks, if that. Awesome. So yeah, I'm excited right. to put that out.
0: Well, thank you for coming by. Hey, thank thanks. you for
1: performing and coming in here. Thanks for having me, man.
0: Uh, like you heard, if you want to catch them live, it's going to be on September first. Is it mm-hmm. that- okay? Yeah, September first. Uh, at Chain Reaction, and they're also going to be having a cover coming out and look for a new album in a little bit but yeah. it's coming <laughs> awesome yeah. all right well thank you again uh, Thanks, you're man. listening to the color spectrum with dj jericho on kci 88.9 fm in irvine here's some music and i'll be back in a few minutes